0: And so, um, I don't know if you know um, what these boards are on the sides. I don't know if you know. Anyone knows? It's our miracle prayer board. Do you see it? There is miracles and prayers on it. Hello? Here we go. Yes, it's there. And it's there. Who it has pr- prayers on there? And trust you, tr- things you trust trusting God for. So, I am the only one with Yaku allowed to go through those things. And you know what excited me? Uh, was the fact that there were so many people that you trust God with us to be saved? Just think of the, of the hundred people that I read on there. Some, some or others, they wrote on the front and the back. There's like 10 on one car. That's amazing. We're trusting God with you for that salvation. But also, just the prayers that's on there, we pray through it. Uh, but I would like you to invite you after the service to come on, put up a few couple more. If there's someone that you know they can trust God for, but also if there's prayer requests, please put it up there. We do pray for it in the week as well. Uh, so no one else is allowed to look except me and Yaku. Amen. Um, so who has put up a prayer request that actually came true in the last couple of weeks since we started? Anyone? Hands up? Come on. You want to testify about it quickly? Yes, come up quickly. Yes, go. Come on. Yes, you can do it. Give her a round of applause. Come on. Oh, there was a failure. I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. Sorry, not sorry. Now nee. yeah, he prepared your heart. Come, let's go. Don't, no, don't do that. Come, come. Yeah, come. Just come up here. Yeah. No, no, no. You're tall. You're...
1: This is a miracle on its own. <laughs> okay, I did not expect this now. But anyway, thank the Lord for what he's doing in my life. And I want to share that with you as well. Um, so one of the things that I was trusting God for, the one day I was um, challenged, we were singing that song, uh, Miracles, like, um, I believe in you. And suddenly God just challenged me that sometimes I can have so much faith with someone else, like, yes, God, you can definitely heal this person. But when it comes to something that I need, I'm like, um, I don't know if God, like, I don't know if you should, if you want to, I always doubt that. And um, the more we were in pre-prayer, we were discussing the Father's delight and just remembering that God also delights about you and um, what I need. So then the one day I was just trusting God, I said, okay, God, I'm going to put up my faith. Um, yeah, I just really need um, emotional healing, or it was more like a yeah, just I needed to be set free from some things and whatnot. And um, this week, and every week, God has just slowly been starting to break down the walls in my heart, and started to slowly but surely, because he's a gentleman, he didn't force some miraculous thing on me, was just taking its time, and um, I was able to, yeah, this week, just to go see someone, and to just pray through some things, and I'm so grateful for how good our God is, and that He forgives us, and that He sets us free, and it was just such an amazing Experience And now that I look back, I was like, yeah, that's what I, got, I trusted God for from the beginning. So when Marina said now, and I was like, yeah, that's me. <laughs> I don't know if I'll put up my hand again. I'm joking. I will. But um, so, yeah, it's just amazing to see that God also starts with what I thought was small. And he also works in my heart and he works in others. So I'm just grateful for that. So, yeah. Amen.
0: Oh, what a great testimony. I pray that God will bless you with the, the, the boldness. And the unction to share more often, amen, in Jesus' name, come on. Oh, give her a round of applause, come on. And so, um, yeah, that's great, come on. Um, so it's uh, such an amazing privilege for us to share things in our lives. Do you know that we can share that with lost people as well? Uh, in the week, someone moaned at me about, um, about our president's session on Thursday evening. Who watched it? Okay. Uh, and so... And so someone moaned about it, and I went, do you know that God is in control? And so they turned around and walked away. And, so, uh, and another person came to me about the whole ESCOM. I'm so tired of hearing, oh, we don't have lights. We don't have power. The power of God is in you. You are the, Jesus is the light of the world. Light of the world. He stepped down. It's in him. It's not in ESCOM. I'm too tired about those things. Amen. Ultimately, God has called us. I'm embarrassing people. I'm sorry. I'm going to stop now. And so, who can tell me what was last week's sermon series all about? Anyone? Give the other people a chance as well. I'm so uh, Anyone else want to try? What did you hear last? Jesus in the boat. Okay. So you step out of the boat, thank you very much, Olderwache, and then uh, and back in. And what was two weeks back uh, session all about? Jakub preached. What did he preach about? Anyone? Huh? Five loaves, two fishes. But I just want to say, I've got good news. We have some of those loaves and fishes left of two weeks ago. So I don't know. Who wants a bread? Who's hungry? Jose, I'll a broiki. Oh, don't drop it now. I'll, I'll give it. Who wants a broiki? Okay, there we go. It's a lakapanini. panini. You can fill it up. That's bread number, number two. Bread number three. There we go. Catch it. Ah, oh, cricket man. Ah, oh, you cannot have one. Not now. Okay, anyone else? Last, the last broiki. Oh, Philip. Okay, and then I brought some fishes along as well. They are also three weeks old, okay? But I chose not to, because you know what you do is you bring props to church, and then people don't come back next week, okay? So I brought these lovely ones. Who wants one of these? Come on. There we go. That's a lucky fussy. Come on, take it. There we go. There's another one. Okay, then I, I brought a whole pack. Okay, so someone needs to who really wants one? Okay, I'm gonna can I ask you to, to dish them out. Okay, good. Oh you're getting one. Oh no, you're not. You're getting one. You're getting one. Everybody's getting one. Okay, good, that's finished. <coughs> okay. So students are so easy. Young adults are just so easy to please. It's crazy. Okay, you're going to open up at John 9, verse 1 to 7, and we're going to read into this uh, passage of Scripture that I think you know really well. Um, But there's a couple of things that we're going to be short tonight, but we're going to be very deep. And so I want you to say to yourself, self, uh, I don't want to grow horizontally. Horizontally. I want to grow deep. I want to go deeper. Because I don't know how to swim. Know, okay, wrong crowd. Okay, good. So John 9, we want to go deep. So John 9, 1 to 7, is this miracle that we have. The, of all the miracles that we've done, this is the one that excites me so much. Why? Because they spiritually... People are blind. In our time of living, people are not seeing. There's so much going on in our world. There's so many distractions. There's so many things going, hey, look here, look here, no, no, look here, and no, here. No. and we're getting distracted about God. what God wants us to really see. I'm not saying I'm one of those guys that believe in myths and, and all of those other things and some things are real, others are not. All I'm saying is aliens do not exist for me. We are the aliens. First Peter says it. We are not from this world. But ultimately, this miracle is so real and tangible that you and I walk past these people every day. Some of them are deaf. Not the way that my kids are, they just ignore me. Some can't literally hear, some can't see, some can't walk. They're, We we walk past lame people and we do nothing. We look at them and go, oh, bless you. I'll pray for you later. Do you know these moments of ministry that God is calling us into when we see these moments and people all around and we go, oh, Lord, please just don't work through me. And if that is your attitude, he won't. Amen? So Let's read this quickly. This is exciting. He says, as he passed, he's speaking about Jesus. He saw a blind man from birth. And his disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus answered, it was not that this man sinned or his parents, but that the works of God might be displayed in him. Let's pause there for a moment. There's a lot happening right here. Firstly, um, the scriptures are um, leaning towards the fact that we, they want us to know that this blind man was blind from? Birth? Why? Because in those cultural background days, it was uh, very uh, evident that there was a curse on that family. Something went wrong in sin, and therefore God cursed, or they were cursed, and God allowed that. Who grew up with that mentality? Who here yeah, I grew up with that. You know the whole "virule um, stroll out of the heavens"? What is that? Yeah, lightning bolt. Uh, if I sin. <laughs> smoke, no hair, bad breath. Okay, so ultimately God brings us to that moment where we don't believe that, and Jesus is culturally correcting what was happening and believed in those days, even with his disciples. You see, some of us believe cultural things about God. Some of us follow generational um, information that's been passed on, oh, but it's not godly. Do God God, does God curse? Does he allow curse? Says, I don't know how to pronounce that. It's fine. Eh? Okay, so we're going to pause there for, for just that moment. He says, It was not this man that sinned or his parents. So Jesus takes out of the equation what everyone was thinking over the years. See, this man was not only rejected, he was mocked but for, because of what people believed over and about him. His whole family was, in, was poured out in shame. And so we have to understand the context of where he, Jesus is going with us, and he says this. We must work the works of him who sent me while it is day. Night is coming when no one can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. So Jesus is saying two things here. He's saying, while I'm here, while it's light, we need to work. While I'm stirring the pot, while I'm ministering with you, while I'm showing you, teaching you, bringing the good news that you have to follow in my footsteps, we have to work on this while we can. Amen? So he's referring to him being the light. Having said these things, he spit In the ground now. Just think of this one moment: Jesus is having a high and mighty uh, teaching moment, and then he spits. He wasn't even chewing tobacco. He wasn't a tobacco chewer that I know of. He didn't have phlegm, no post nasal. But when we refer to why this, why he was blind, Jesus said, "But so that the work." works of God might be displayed in him. Do you know that there are people today walking around us or not walking, not seeing, not hearing, not feeling, so that we might step out like the light that Jesus did and he is pushing us towards ministry moments where we trust him in faith for full healings. So I want to I um, give a quick testimony of myself um, I had this hand thing. As I'm growing older, I'm not that old, 28's good. And so I, I'm starting to hurt. I don't know what it is, but my left hand. I think it was from the years batting when I played cricket um, after school and like for 15 years later. Um, something's not like. I, and I felt the pain. And over three weeks, it, the inflammation just became worse. And I thought I should go and see um, someone about that. And I couldn't close it. One morning. Uh, a friend invited me for golf. What a holy game. Can you guess who that friend was? Don't. Okay. So I get, to, I get to, and I'm telling Yaku, oh, sorry, that guy, telling Yaku, I can't close my hand. He's like, oh, let's pray for it. And he's so nonchalant about it, I'm thinking, how dare you? But sometimes God wants us to move nonchalantly with what he has given us in authority, cloaked us with which we just prayed about. And Yaku went, Lord, I pray for this hand right now. I kid you not. We were playing in, I think it was three or four um, holes in the game. My, I could close my hand. The next day, no pain. It was still stiff. A week later, no pain healed. And I'm thinking, but Lord, I'm supposed to do those things. No, it is for you, And it's for me. It's for all of us. Everyone that that believes in God, we have the opportunity to be healed by Him. Amen? Just like, and I'll get to that just now. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. Jesus is not in the world currently. Do you agree with me? Anyone? He's not here, is He? So who did He leave behind to be the light of the world? Okay, you figure that one out. Having said these things, he spit into the ground, made mud with the saliva. That that probably took a really long time. Then he anointed the man's eyes with the mud. He didn't make a little bit, he made mud. Go wash in the pool of Siloam. In those days, there was a, a bath, a pool where they got healed in as well, and he could wash himself there. So he went and washed and came back seeing. Pause. He went and washed himself. So with the clay, with the mud, with the shame, with the embarrassment, with the mocking. That man believed in Jesus in such a way that his eyes were still closed while he was going. Someone needed to get him there so that he could get the mud out of his own eyes. Sometimes God has done the miracle already, and He's asking you to get out of the boat. He's asking some faith of you. I could easily have. And I know it for you, it's a silly um, testimony. For me, it's huge. My friend who I've known for 10 years now prayed over me, and God gave me something as well. Because we give out a lot. I don't know if you know. There's some criticism as leaders. There's some stuff that we have to swallow. There's some pushback. But sometimes I did not think in that moment that I was worthy of receiving what God had for me in that moment. So why it's big for me is God knew my childlike heart, and I was really trusting Him for healing. It was hurting like you cannot believe. I wanted to play all 18 holes. So that for me is big. Now this guy shamed all his life. People believing he's been, he's been not only rebuked, but cursed, had to walk back through the, the, the city where he wasn't allowed to be anymore because of the curse on his life, the so-called curse. How many times do we deal with people in our ministry, in the, in the, in the world out there, where we have been saved and we look down on people who have not been saved? Or people that, that's, 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 that's going through really tough times, or they just they, they, they can't walk. They have disabilities and we go, oh, that's bad. And then we just just walk the other way. How many times does that happen with you and me? I don't even want to answer that question. So there's a few things that, that we're going to touch on right now where God's character in this healing is being revealed. The first one for me is God's character. Can you... Give me some characteristics of God. Anyone, you can, sh- you can lift your hand up and you can say it. Come on. Any characteristics you can think of. Let's go. God is holy. God is love. He's compassionate. He's creator. Provider. Creative. He's father, isn't he? He says, if worldly fathers know what is good to give, good gifts to give to their children, how much more our heavenly Father. What other characteristics can you think of? Say again. He's just. And you know that is the reason that God cannot lie? Because He's just? There's no fault to be found in Him? How Many times have we trusted people or other gods or movements or belief systems which we knew were faulty, but we believed in it anyway. Who's ever been in an Amway scam? Okay, let's get to that back later. Okay. So, character firstly, what is God's nature? Anyone? He's good, He's gracious. Anyone else? Say again. He's merciful. His nature is gentle, isn't it? It's beautiful. If you, see, if you look at his creation, what he has created, who's been on National Geographic uh, um, uh, the past year? There's beautiful things in the world that I've never, ever seen before. They're still, um, still finding new species of new animals. I'm thinking that is a great God. We don't even know. We've got all the encyclopedias. I had them in book form, hard copy. There's still more. And so God, with his character, through his nature, brings purpose. Do you believe God is purposefully helping you and me to understand we have a purpose? It's just like love. God is love, so therefore we can receive it and give it. Purpose works the same way. God's purpose was what? Oh, just to be holy. God wanted to be worshipped, amen? He created people because of that, amen? What is God's purpose? Okay, let me ask this. What was God's reason to create us then? Say again. Relationship? Purpose? It's purposeful, isn't it? Anyone else? To worship him, definitely. Anyone else? For his glory? Definitely. Ah, oh, come on. Give that man. Is there another fish left? Let me see. As an office, it won't let fall. Oh goodness. Oh, good catch. But then the purpose of God creating us, just as He sent Jesus on a mission, is for the mission. Character, nature, purpose, and mission. So there's two focus points for me. The one is focus and function. The first one is the miracles of God reveal the mission of God. Why would there be sick people around us? Our number one um, motivation to when we see that, the number one reason should not be they're cursed or they're fell in sin. Oh, yeah, that guy spent too much time uh, on the Swiss, Swiss Alps, and that's why both his legs are broken. No, we cannot make up our own thought pattern or motives for why things happen to people. We need to see it as an opportunity to minister the gospel of Jesus to them. Why? Because if, they, if something is broken, God can heal it. If something is hurting, God can mend it. If people's hearts are broken and they've fallen out of love with either people themselves or Jesus, we can reintroduce them to, to Him. Amen? Our work is to Seek out those people. When I was 18 years old, studied marketing after school, and they would beep, I would s- purposefully search out people that were in wheelchairs because I read somewhere that pep- Jesus could heal them out of it. And then I had the most incredible conversations. One guy smacked me when I wanted to pray for him. Another lady chase- chased-, ch- 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 chased me away. I think her name was Karen. Literally, I think. <laughs> I was about to make it funny. Okay. Firstly, the focus of this is the miracles of God reveal the mission of God, it wasn't even for him. He was showing us the way. He was giving us people to pray for. He made it easy to see someone is blind. Pray for them. Oh, my brother. I see that you're blind. Oh, God must have a purpose for that. Amen. That's crazy. That is such wrong um, dogma. It's almost like a, I, I want to shake you and go, hey, God wants you to reach out. He wants you to with faith go, oh, if Jesus can do this, oh, he can do it through me. Not that it's about us but it is for the people who need to hear God's mission on earth is the lost and is the sick and is um, uh, the heartbroken, um, the, the poor. When last did you stop and go, hey, why are you poor? Have you ever asked a poor person why they're poor? They will tell you. Oh, but we walk around them like they've got the plague or something. We don't have that 10 rand. So I just want to have a story about a 10 rand. I can't remember how it fits into my to my sermon, but let me go there anyway. So, so 10 rand in today's life is not a lot. What can you buy with 10 rand? Oh, come on, that's my story. How good are you? Eh? Amen. We know each other too well. So a 10 rand is not a lot when you walk into Woolies. Agree? I mean, that's a joke. I mean... Um, firstly, that's not where you look for poor people. I'm just saying, okay. But secondly, when you have no money like me the other day, I left my wallet at home. I thought I had some cash in my pocket. I had nothing. And then, by hook or crook, I found a 10 rand note, and I went, Lord, thank you for hearing and responding to my need. Then suddenly, 10 rand Is a lot, isn't it? If you have to get out of the pocket to your next meeting, if you wait 15 minutes longer, it's going to double. You still don't have that. But it still works the same way in our life. Sometimes we just don't have enough faith to go, Lord, even the little that you have given me is going to do a big work for you. And for me tonight to stand here and go, the focus point, the miracles of God reveal the mission of God But then also the function of that salvation in Jesus is available to anyone who will believe. See, Yaku taught me this thing that if if we are God makes His salvation available to everyone, but only those who step out of the boat and go, Lord, I receive it will be saved. It's the same with healing and the power of it. People who need healing will go, Oh Lord. I think I'm cursed. I think I deserve this. I think you want to teach me something. I think you want to work with this disability. But then ultimately, they never step out of the boat in faith. But then when I look at the function of why God did what He did with mission, why it was missional... Why send Jesus? Why is sending us after He saves us? Is so to speak, and to offer people salvation who needs Jesus, needs to be saved. And I'm asking the other side of the of the of the coin question to you: Are you willing to share the gospel? Are you willing? to be missional with God in his function for you and me. See, he can have all the, the motive of, of sending us, but if we're not in, if we're not movable, available, open to receive and to walk out and to step out, is there will be lost people who, who needs prayer because, they, they, of, because of their disabilities and their shortcomings. Who will never hear the gospel because we just go, I don't have time today. Oh, Lord, that's just too big a healing. So I am just want to ask, um, who believes that uh, for Yaku praying for my hand to be healed and for someone to be raised from the dead um, takes more power one or the other? Anyone? You believe that, but it's not true. It's not true. Healing is healing. Is healing is healing. Is healing. If God's spirit moves, there's healing. Next week, we're going to get right into um, someone who was raised from the dead. And we'll go, this is the miracle of all miracles. This is the sign of all signs. No, it's the same sign, same Holy Spirit, same movement of the spirit. (laughs) Was someone chuckling? I heard a chuckle there. It was funny to me as well. We are missing the opportunity God gives us daily. Do you know what is easier about someone who has just a hand problem? The disappointment isn't that big when nothing happens compared to someone that's, that's paralyzed and nothing happens. But you know that someone that has a hand disability or is paralyzed still receive the same blessing from God? Someone thought about them. And we have to cross that divide. This miracle helps you and me to understand. Get shame out of the way. Get your preconceived ideas for, of other people out of the way. Stop wondering if they're cursed. Stop wondering what, was, what did they do? Was that sin? Now, even if it was, Jesus helps us to understand, to get away from that, th- that type of thinking. He is removing even sinner's sin in front of Him. They're not supposed to be able to stand in His glory, but He invites them. He goes into their personal space. And then He does miracles for them. He's just loving them. He's just spending time. He's buying out time. That's all He's doing. He's reaching out. He's caring. He's compassionate. His characteristics. All of those things that we mentioned, God operates in. That is not rocket science we are lazy and we are scared of our own this die this shadows we have to we have to ugh. we have to put on our big boy pants and we got to move with Jesus people it's time for the church to stand up not only in authority Oh, but we have to chase becoming um, mature Christians. Stop taking, taking, taking. The Word of God says better give than to receive. Start giving, giving, giving of your time, of your prayer, of who you are. Get out of the boat. After you you allowed Jesus to get into your boat, get out with Him again. I'm always wondering if Peter said to Jesus, I want to try it again. I think he did I think faith was stirred, and I think he wanted to do it again. I would definitely. I would go. Oh, didn't make that first surf the best one. Had a little. And Then I saw a shark, and no. For us to move into big miracles, we have to be able to understand that there's no shame in trying to um, pray for for small ones as well, and we can do that tonight. Uh, can I ask the band to come to the front? We are going to um, ask Jesus to open our eyes again. Um, here's the funny thing of, of tonight. Um, I think God changed our whole, my whole focus point of tonight. Um, and it's not only going to be you, Oh, but it's going to be him. I think I said it a couple of weeks back when I was here. The focus of our miracles is not the miracle in itself, is it? What is it? What's the focus of miracles? It's always Jesus. The miracles is just the benefit. It's the cash on the cook. It's the outflow of the goodness of God. Healings will flow if the true God is worshiped. Amen? If we understand that, we move in it. I want you to stand with me. If you are in need of healing, can I have the lights as well, please? Thank you. Uh, lights down. Um, If you are in need of healing tonight, if you know of someone that needs healing, you can also be represented, uh, they can also be represented through you for that healing. And because of someone that has been healed a couple of weeks back uh, by a good friend, but by the the unction of the Holy Spirit to say, hey, I am hurting, and then receiving, being open to receive, and then being able to testify about this, we're going to trust God for big things in your life. It's not only physical healings, I just want to say. There's emotional scars that God wants to heal right now. There's relationships that He wants to restore. There's things that He wants to help you with. There's provision that He wants to give. There's vision that He wants to, you um, um, want to dust it off because you have vision. You're just not seeing it. The pipe is clogged. There's something stopping the vision to come out. God wants to renew it tonight in your heart. Amen? Okay, we're going to sing that song and I'm going to interject again. Annika, I'm so sorry. I'm not sorry. But we're going to move. And I want to ask you this. I don't want you to be afraid. Can Can you promise me you won't be? Can you trust Jesus in this moment? I think that blind man trusted Jesus fully. He could not see it, but he could feel there's something different. I want you to feel and taste the atmosphere. God is here. His Holy Spirit's moving right now. Let's worship God. And then we're going to move in healing.
2: So Jesus says, and I truly really believe that this is a word for the next generation. Some of you are part of the next generation. Okay, I had to come to terms that I am no longer the next generation. Um, I mean, I am twenty-four, so thirty-six. Um, but there's those of you 18 to 25, um, and this evening service exists. Um To help you encounter God, but also help you be set up for the purposes of God for your life. And there is a a ministry field that belongs to you. And Jesus says, we must work the works of him who sent me while it is day. Night is coming when no one can work. And that is a, it's an invitation, but it's also a caution. We have a time frame in which we can obey Jesus and give ourselves for his kingdom. We must work while it is day because night is coming when no one can work. You will not be able at the end of your life or when Jesus comes back, whichever comes first, to say, I still want to do so and such for Jesus. You have an opportunity to extend yourself for the purposes of God over your life. must work while it is day there's a scripture so we're speaking about the blind man that received sight in second corinthians 4 paul says um, the god of this age the god of this world has blinded the minds of unbelievers to keep them from seeing the light of the gospel of the glory of christ who is the image of god Some people might not be physically blind, but they are spiritually blind. And the God of this age has closed their minds so that they cannot see the glory and the riches of the gospel. Now there's an invitation for you tonight to receive sight. And if you are here tonight and you say, I maybe know a lot about Jesus. I maybe maybe come to church many times. But if I have to be honest with myself tonight, I do not know if I am born again. But tonight, God wants to open up your eyes so that you can see the full glory of the gospel. And if that's you, would you raise your hand? Thank you. Anyone else? Friends, it's not a shameful thing to acknowledge that you need a Savior because all of us either have been there, will be there, or wish you were there if it's too late. Anyone else? I want us to stretch our hands to these two incredible men. And we're going to pray a prayer with them. So I'm going to pray, and you guys are going to pray this with me. Lord Jesus, I believe in you. Thank you for dying on the cross for me. You have paid for my sin. You have forgiven me. And right now, In Jesus' name, I receive the gift of salvation, forgiveness of my sin, and eternal life. Holy Spirit, fill me up right now. Help me to obey you, to know you, and to follow you for the rest of my life. But from this day onwards, I belong to you. Father, thank you that right now you pour out your spirit over their lives and you fill them up. And as the word says, that the spirit of God testifies to our spirit that we are children of God. I pray, Holy Spirit, right now that you will act as a seal and a guarantee over their lives that they belong to Christ and the enemy cannot snatch them out. They will never again doubt their relationship with Jesus. Amen. Then one last thing then I promise we'll close me. Jesus heals this blind man and he goes back um, and he now washes his face and he can see and then the people were asking is this not the man who used to sit and beg some said it is he others said no but he is like him he kept but then he said I am the man They so they said to him then who how were your eyes opened he answered The man called Jesus made mud and anointed my eyes and said to me, go to Siloam and wash. So I went and washed and received my sight. And they said to him, where is he? (laughs) Where is he? If your eyes have been opened by the glory of the gospel of Christ, I want you to raise your hand. Because friends, here is the task that then lies with you and me. That there are others who also need to know Jesus And he is calling us to testify. Would you pray this with me, Lord Jesus? Here I am, send me. Here I am, Lord, send me.